This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pondering Nerdcast. Tonight, we'll be interviewing Tim Knowlton. Did I say that right? Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I got it the first time. Yes, I got it. Yes. <laughs> um, and here with me tonight is also Mikisha Brown. Hi. Yes. Uh, so we met Tim at Indicade 2016, um, uh, where he was showcasing his game uh, called uh, Disc Jockey Jockey. And the reason why... It grabbed my attention is because, well, this is obviously an audio-only podcast, and I just found it interesting that there's a video game that's built, or you know, like a game that's built around um, sound. In my opinion, like it's you know, like it's based on. I mean, there's visuals with the sliders and everything like that, but it was just like it's built around sound and how to manage your sounds. Like you are a, you're pretty much a disc jockey um, trying to help out. Uh, a bunch of different um, other... Well, actually, you're not a disc jockey, right? Like, you're a manager of a, of a control room, right? Or a control room uh, personnel, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the player will be in the control room. Yeah, so uh, the idea is you're working for this radio company, and uh, they've got some... They've had a bad software update, and these new computerized consoles, the DJs can't control their microphones anymore. So they've got you set up in a utility closet with an old mixing board and a tuner, and you can listen to each of those stations, and you've got to kind of listen for a DJ um, who they've, they've got a side channel in so you can hear them warming up, and you got to wait for them to kind of like sound like they're warming up. When they're ready to go on, you got to fade the music out and the DJ up, and DJ will do their thing, and then when the DJ's finished, you got to fade the DJ out and the music back up again, and you got to switch between all those stations and keep them all running. Nice, nice. And, um, and and another thing that, you know, like I said, based around sound. I mean, how many games do you know? I mean, there are a lot of games out there that do rhythm-based stuff, like um, Tap Tap uh, Revolution, I think it's called. And, like you know, it's really um, quick, very casual games and stuff like that. You just got to keep a rhythm going and everything like that. But this is much more um, different. Like, it's, you know, it was definitely one of a kind, in my opinion. And, you know, so, like, tell us a little bit more about say the controls for the game itself because i know when you were showcasing it you had like a midi board uh controller um yeah and it's like um so is that required to play the game itself or like when you release it uh, the game is out already if i'm not mistaken or no no actually the game is in pretty early development um so right now i am showing the game at events and things with a a midi controller like a full um eight channels of physical sliders you know these things mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, i'm showing it with a midi controller because that's the best way to to physically play it um, it's the best tactile experience like running those physical sliders around like you would in a booth but but uh, it doesn't necessarily require the midi controller um, and before i had that integrated i was actually demoing with touch um, i have a touch screen laptop so you can totally do the same thing crossfading those sliders with your with your thumbs and uh, if you don't have that, I, so, but in the future, um, I do plan to add controls for a gamepad where you still have, you know, thumbsticks that you can use to drive a couple of faders at the same time. 
Uh, or keyboard would work. Mouse is kind of hard because if you're trying to do two things at once, uh, the mouse really only has the one input, the one cursor. Mm. But uh, And there will be kind of more to the game beyond just that gameplay mode. Okay. Uh, I like radio setting, and so there's a lot of other things I've got, got in mind to do in, with radio. Oh, nice, nice. So what is the ideal age range that you see for a typical player um, that's interacting with I'm assuming uh, is a mixing board um, for disc jockey jockey. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I've got a specific age range, age range in mind. I think it would be governed more by like the content. Uh, it, the content that I've got in there isn't final right now, and I'm not sure whether we'll venture into adult themes or something. Uh, but the actual the mechanics of the game, I think, like... If you go through the the intro to the game, if it does a decent job of teaching you, I don't think there's really a, necessarily a lower or upper bound to it, uh, especially if it's working on some on touch or something that somebody's already familiar with. Kids are starting earlier and earlier with iPads and things like that, and I, I think that they'd learn it as well as any other arbitrary control system. Um, it's just a matter of learning it. I don't know yeah. that. I, would help, I guess, to have a, a metaphor for it or, or an idea of like what this is supposed to be controlling, which you might have if you already work with audio. But uh, beyond that, I think if you if you just mechanically learn it, I I think you could, I think you could pick it up pretty easily as a kid. Right on. Have Have you done any user testing? No. <laughs> so, uh, going to events and things, going to regional events, and now uh, GDC and Indiecade, those are kind of my my user testing of a sort yeah, i haven't done anything plenty, though. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot yeah. uh, and people and, are so willing to give feedback and willing to give you their time yeah yeah that's no great. that's incredible like and and going to different events in very different places gets me a, a much wider variety of people too than i'd be able to reach just where i am you know uh i i have friends here that I can show the game to, but like most of the people that I know have already seen the game, so I can't get like fresh brains. So yeah, I'd, whenever somebody finishes up with a game, I usually try to ask them like, well, did you have trouble with anything or what confused you? Like I'm looking to smooth off the, the rough corners. Yeah, right on. Are, are there any features that you've left out of the game or are there any features that you've added to the game from the feedback of people at different conventions? Yeah, so originally I wasn't using two faders per station. So right now the way the game is, you one fader for the DJ's voice, their microphone, and the other fader controls the music volume. And originally I just had one fader for the DJ's microphone and the music would just take care of itself. And I actually found that that caused more problems for people conceptually, like they didn't understand that that they were only controlling that aspect of the audio. And they didn't really understand that they were sort of in the chain between the DJ and the broadcast tower, right? Like they're they're hmm. like the gatekeeper. So I think having okay. those two those two faders to crossfade back and forth makes it clear what the player's role is. Okay. Yeah, oh, nice, nice. Um, so Along the lines of, um, say, uh, the people that you got working on this, did you were you the one that did all the voices for the different radio, um, uh, for the different DJs, or did you like, um, it's like you know, hobble together all your friends and family and weird people <laughs> everywhere else to like you know yeah. get that going? Like, how how was that process? Yeah. 
Well, uh, so right now I've got three stations and each of those DJs is my voice, just, you know, different, <laughs> different sounding voices. Oh, um, you I have a great voice though. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's, it's fun. Like it, it's fun to do. Right. Um, that was one of the reasons that I got into making this game in the first place is that, uh, it started out as a jam game, just something that was going to be a weekend project. And, uh, and, and it was something that I could, you know, do some voice stuff in. There isn't audio is often kind of a secondary thing, especially for very small games. Um, it's something that like the, the developer is interested first in maybe how the game plays and then maybe the graphics. And then if they have time, the sound, and uh, and I like I like working with audio a little bit more in that space because so many people do um, kind of have it as a lower priority. So yeah, so the DJs are me right now. Um, I do want to change that out. I want to add um, at least two more stations and and kind of backfill into the the DJs that exist uh, and bring in other voice talent. Just you know, people who don't sound like me, uh, <laughs> people who sound like like you guys or uh, you know a lot of other kinds of people. Um, that uh that don't sound like me oh. <laughs> oh man um hey if one day you could probably hit up dave Fenoy, that'd be awesome <laughs> dave Fenoy. uh he's he's a voiceover talent for um oh god like hundreds of video games um he's an amazing oh, cool. voice yeah. yeah yeah we did an interview with him uh, a while back um and yeah he's just an amazing voice talent uh and, I mean, he's been pretty much a big high demand. So, but hey, if you can yeah. reach out to him, you know, I think this would be a perfect opportunity for him to do it. I think he actually did DJ in real life. Um, oh yeah, he <laughs> as, yeah for a time, you know. So, I mean, that would cool. just be going back to his roots in a way. <laughs> and but and, but it's in the vein of a video game, which is awesome, you know. And uh, there's so many voices I'd love to work with. Like, uh, I, part of it is like this is kind of a shoestring budget kind of a thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's funded personally like this is you know money that i want to put into it for voices and for music licensing and stuff like that uh, which is one of the reasons that i'm doing the voices right now is to kind of early on um i so, work for free oh, i mean hey whatever you got to do to make it work um i mean so far it sounds amazing um thank from, you from the little bit of demo that i was able to play uh, uh um so the um so for each DJ I'm sure you had to is there like a line of dialogue that you you wrote out is like it does each DJ have like a bit of a storyline or it's just kind of random um sort of thing or is there like something to each DJ that a person needs to listen for or anything like that like how would you continue yeah. to keep your player engaged um with the, with it. So right now the DJs do have personalities, but they don't necessarily have a narrative. They have kind of a, a pool of things that they say on air. Um, mm. They're not really, yeah. There, there's no kind of like thread between them, and that's something that I do want to develop. I want to work in um, some sense of progression, and and at least, if not a direct narrative about something about an event or or something linear uh, i do want at least to have all these djs exist in the same world not only in, in the same you know radio market the same city but to to be aware of each other and have have interactions with each other so yeah right now they're admittedly they're they're just kind of doing their shift so there's a pop station where uh there's uh, a DJ who's got a recurring bit with a, a person who's out in the field, a radio remote. It's down at a, a new grocery store opening up, and there happens to be a time portal that opened up in the produce section. So he's interviewing people who come through. <laughs> and, uh, 
Nice. So there, there's room to play in it. Like I, I definitely want the world to be not, uh, you know, not 100% the real world. Like I want to be able to play with with unlikely events happening. Oh, nice. Unlikely uh, characters. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the radios in um, driving games like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And I and yeah. I love that part of driving. Just listening yeah, to the radio so good. stations. Yeah. Which is so funny because it's like. I don't know. It's like a game within a game. Like, all listen to all of the radio stations. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, stuff like Grand Theft Auto, stuff like uh, the latest Fallout Four. Um, I haven't played it, but I, I've had some friends telling me about the radio characters. Um, there's a, a kind of a sad sap on the radio, and then I guess you can do like a side quest, and he like gains confidence, and he, he he's doing the same things on the radio, but he's like jazzed about it. He's all like, you know. Uh, becomes more of like a radio sounding guy and yeah those in-game radios they're, they're always kind of like a just an extra um like a, a world thing yeah, but yeah. they're so good it makes it kind of even more special because it's kind of overlooked i guess mm-hmm. you, know, you have something really funny and random come on you're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah no it's great um I'm, this might be wishful thinking on my end but um have you ever thought about like maybe having i mean i know you say you're on a shoestring budget doing this but have you ever thought about like in your future applications like later on like maybe a dlc where you can maybe have some sort of multiplayer thing going and you know maybe people can like on another on the other side of the world if they have like microphone well i mean it's pretty easy to get a microphone now like they can be the dj like you can just have like a yeah. competition like okay these are your five djs you're the control room guy do your thing, and it's almost like a multiplayer game in a way, um, right? Like they've got yeah. oh, so like like, there's... like Guitar Hero, but like Jockey Hero. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I well maybe not that quite. Yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah, that'd be kind of hard. But I, I think more like, you know, I I want to like you know we go into the lobby. All right, I'm gonna be a DJ. My station is blah blah blah, and you know once all that's set up, then whoever is a control room guy or girl. Um, they would uh, be in charge of like trying to control our our stuff. Like there would be like some pre preset sounds or whatever that we can do on our end and something on their end as well to like keep that interesting. You know, that, I mean, I mean, that's like I said, my wishful my wishful thinking because I think that would be kind of cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I've done a little bit of thinking about multiplayer. It's kind of you know, it's a little bit far off, but I am interested in in how that would work. Uh. And yeah, having somebody else live, like, like two players playing cooperatively that way, I think would be really cool. Or having a set of stations that are like using live DJs, I think would be really cool. Um, it may be easier, uh, different, I guess, to have uh, more like like you were saying, like DLC packs, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, if this is integrated with like Steam Workshop or something, and there's a way of people crafting a DLC pack that's like a new DJ for a given station or a new station entirely. And they can publish those things, and people can like bring those in. So you now, now you have I don't know if you have a popular streamer, if you have like a Markiplier or something who who does a DLC pack, then that's something you can bring in. Uh, or yeah. on my end, you know, if if I get to the point where this thing is released and sold, and and it you know it does reasonably well, like that's if there's resources there to like reach out to to streamers to popular podcasters you know other other people in the voice world and bring them in for doing dlc type stuff uh, like i think that'd be fascinating 
yeah, I mean, hey, if when it does come out, um, definitely don't be afraid to reach out to us because I would definitely cool. like to give my hand at doing something like that because I think it's like I said, your your idea is so it's original on top of like not a lot of people just do sound only type games. I mean, yes, there's, like I said before and earlier, there's there's visual elements, but it's like it has. It's it's so different and new and unique. I I can't see why people wouldn't be into it. Like you know, like, it just seems like it just seems like like a different, like a, almost like a sidestep of an evolution that you just didn't expect when it comes to gaming. Yeah, and it, like I can see that just being so much fun and just moving forward. And it has the potential to also have other people that that would join in to help create something unique and just you know expansive in a way yeah and might give it legs yeah yeah Um, i actually think of um the days of ham radio and how Mm. people would manually um they they would be immersed in in all this hardware right and like put it all together and you know like following directions or whatever and like teaching themselves how to work all this equipment and then they get to like connect with people from across the world and and it's just like this like exclusive yeah. thing that this 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 um subsection of the population knows like it's like a subculture or whatever like this game makes me think sure, yeah. of that and like i i kind of i mean i hear what you say you're saying lance about the multiplayer aspect but i kind of dig the solitary aspect of it too mm-hmm. it's like you controlling this system and right. you control what people hear and if you don't stay on top of your game and, and keep your ears sharp um the the show isn't gonna go out and then people aren't gonna hear their music and they're not gonna hear their favorite um host uh yeah you yeah. know, and and it, it all collapses, and like you're the controller of everyone's entertainment. It kind of makes me think of that, you know, like the days of ham radio and like do it yourselfism, mm. and um, just you just controlling this intimidating system. Because like, okay, so I'm not an audio guys. Like, I'm not like you guys. I have no idea about MIDI controllers and mixers and all that. But I love music and I love hearing great yeah. stories. And I, I, you know, I loved radio when it was freaking good because it's not right. at all anymore. Exactly. Um, so I even I would get into this game because I like the manual aspect of it. And um, and I it just it makes me it, it kind of conjures that old old timey magic, <laughs> just like manually doing it yourself. Radio stuff. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, and yeah, go ahead. I I think that radio generally as a setting for games is really underexplored. Like it, it's had a little bit of exploration in TV, you know, news radio or WKRP or things like that. Uh, movies, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, and you know it, a number of other kind of radio set. Uh, Pontypool, if you've ever <laughs> seen that kind of small movie, small horror movie. Yeah. Uh, but I like the setting. Do I the like right that, thing. You know, <laughs> yep. Yep. Or uh, uh, pump up the volume, like. Oh man. Always, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the setting. It's like, it's usually I, I like, like someone's like. just like by themselves, you know, like, and and yeah. everyone relies on them to yeah. 
to to like have like their timely like they they have to be on time or else like everybody's gonna be like what what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah so like I, when I was first putting this together I was kind of looking for a way of doing radio like if I could have the player be a DJ um, I I would I would enjoy that but it's also that's technically difficult to do like having a player either you know read a prepared statement or something and have the game keep track of it or keep track of where they are uh, or otherwise in any way kind of judge them on quality is is really really difficult it's not like a sing star or um, guitar hero or something where like you can judge people on how close they come to a pitch um, <laughs> it's more like like how do you judge how entertaining someone is or how how good of a job <laughs> it is it, you could yeah. you can build it in with twitch or something and then have the audience figure it out but uh, it's not something that it's easy to do um, for that solo experience. So I was looking for something that's maybe one level removed from that, where maybe the the voices are taken care of for you, uh, but you're you're still in that world and you're still able to, to have some control, have your fingers in. Mm. Really cool, really cool. Um, so what is your? Um, uh, I mean, I say I know you say it's pretty early in development now, but um, like, what is your desired release date? And also, like. What platforms are you looking to release on first, and mm -hmm. you know, and then so on? I'm I'm optimistically looking toward probably the end of next year for a release date, and I'm initially targeting probably Mac, Windows, and Linux, and later on uh, when I've got some time to to tweak it for touch, really tweak it for for mobile. Um, I do want to get into Android, so nice. um, on tablets and things. Yeah, I, I can see that being like. Uh, you know, if you do get it to work really well for touch, I can see that really working well on an iPad or like a big, you know, something of that size with the MIDI control as the uh, touch screen there. I think that would be pretty cool. And like on the go sort of thing too, since it's going to be like self-contained. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially just pick it up for a couple of minutes and, you know, get through a shift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, what makes you want to target uh, Android first for mobile? Uh I'm I'm not really interested in publishing for iOS. Um, the it, it's it's kind of a political thing, right? Oh, like, I, I understand. Okay, <laughs> once you said that, okay, I get it. <laughs> the, the way that iOS deals with its developers and its developer yeah. program, and kind of the arbitrariness which with, with which they reject or otherwise influence development um, and stuff that comes out, they're they've got the whole thing where they really dislike games with any sort of political content even if it's really mild and they'll kind of reject it out of the hand out of hand if if there's any of that in there oh. like it, it's really they have a very strong hand on their curation and it's stronger than i think they should um and th there have been some cases you know it, just watching kind of small indie games get get built and get put out where like uh developers had to pivot their game like around the requirements for the for the iOS store, there was a game called Smuggle Truck, which was a, a you know silly play, physics game, right? You've got this truck that's bumping along a two D um, road, you know, a, a landscape, and you're carrying uh, people across the border, right? Um, like illegal immigrants into the U.S. and <laughs> and you're trying to keep as many as you can in the truck, like the the Dang. physics part of it is bumping them out, yeah. Um, so Apple rejected it because they considered that to be to have a political theme to it. So they rebranded it as Snuggle Truck and made it a truck full of stuffed animals. 
so that they could so they could get it out like, like these are not people who can like afford to not put it out for the platform um and I, i'm in a position where this is my hobby it's not my main line so uh i kind of I, i'd kind of rather not support that that sort of activity like I, i'd rather see them have a lighter hand on their curation yeah yeah i i definitely i i agree i mean it's i think it should just be up to the player to choose what they want to engage or not i mean so many things can um can offend other people and stuff and there's a lot of content out there that can be offensive so Mm -hmm. but like I don't know, like, you have a choice to not support it if you don't like it. Like, why is this platform doing that work for you? Like, how is yeah. how is Apple going to tell me, is going to, like, prevent me from seeing something and, like, interpret something as offensive for me? Like, no. Yeah, and, and, like, I totally get that not. Apple, I get that iOS is a better platform for making money. Like, they're, they have a, a higher... Yeah percentage of paid developers and things and I recognize too that there are tons of developers who even if they agree with me like don't they, they literally can't afford to not put their games out for that platform and or, or they don't consider it you know a, a blocking thing mm. yeah I mean and, and for me it's yeah, like that's a whole nother uh, conversation man. <laughs> yeah yeah it is yeah Apple and its woes what uh, I mean, this is a pretty interesting game that you're doing, and I'm I'm curious to know like what led you to like you know what like how did you come up with the concept and like like what was like the that aha moment like I'm going to do this like you know like and also what was like your career path to into game development and, and especially something so unique like where did that all start? Well, oh yeah, uh, I mean games are really attractive things to make. Um, I think like for anyone who grew up with a game console, like growing up playing incredibly well-crafted games on a a Nintendo system or Sega system or a PlayStation or, you know, uh, I think there, there are things, and maybe this is just me, maybe it's just my, my feeling, but like when you recognize, when you find out that you can do that, I guess, or, or that regular people do that, that they're not superheroes they're not necessarily Titans of industry, like like at some level there are regular people putting these things together. Uh, I think it's exciting. Like I, I think that's of the things, of the ways that you can create things, of the ways that you can create technology, games are awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're different in a way from business software, from creating websites, from creating um, even music and visual art, like the components that go into a game. Um, there's a different thing once it's interactive, once you've set it in motion and somebody else is is poking at it. And that's exciting to me. So um, years and years ago, I mean, probably when I was a teenager, I made, you know, small, broken, terrible starts that never went anywhere. Uh, I didn't have the the motivation or the, the drive, I guess, to like stick with a project and see it through. And later on in life, like I got to the point where I'd had some experience doing business software development. Uh, so I already had kind of the mindset for development, at least for programming. And then um, sort of started getting involved with game jams, which are uh, like short, compressed 
development schedule things where you sign on you say okay for the next 48 hours I'm going to make a game like whatever that means whatever that takes I'm going to do it start to finish um, and usually they're they're organized in some way with like a theme uh, that you kind of have to integrate and but they're they're nice because it's this nugget it's a weekend or something that you can really fit into your schedule no matter what else you're doing if you know it's coming a month away you can set aside like that that weekend and have that um, start that hard start and that hard finish mm. to really drive you and whatever you've got after that 48 hours like that's where you start where you stop and if you do that a few times you kind of get a feel for for how this goes together and what the process is like end to end and eventually I think like if you're interested in taking something and going longer with it like you can totally do that um, this game, Disc Jockey Jockey, started as a jam game. It started as something that I was doing for... Uh, there's a, a big game jam series called Ludum Dare that happens three times a year. Mm-hmm. And it's international, it's online, anyone can join. And uh, so I started working on it for that. And I had like I had mo- a ton of audio done, and I had the, the basic interface done and the gameplay. And then I was trying to do it as a web game. I was trying to do it as like, a, like an HTML5 game with JavaScript. And I couldn't get the browser to pull in all the audio I had set aside, all the music and the voice and stuff. I couldn't get it to load it all at once. Oh, okay. Uh, like just no matter what I did, I, I waited to the last minute to put the real audio into it. Like I was using these tests, you know, me saying like DJ talk, 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 or like pop music, 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 you know, these placeholder things. And those work great. And then trying to pull the whole thing in, it just, it failed miserably. Um, and at some point, uh, there was an event coming up where some other developers were looking to have people come out and showcase their games, stuff they were working on. And I didn't really have any kind of longer project going on. But uh, I had this game basically designed, and I had the content for it. And uh, Unity, the Unity development environment, it just come out with a new version that had a whole bunch of cool audio features. And I was like, well, all right, I'll take a couple of weeks, and I'll see if I can port it over. And I showed it at that small game event at a, at a local barcade and uh and then just kind of kept working on it <laughs> you know you just kind of beat the the waves against the rocks until something comes out until it looks like something wonderful nice yeah yeah, yeah amazing <laughs> like i yeah. said it's um like, like i said truly original unique concept and uh, like this is not my first game like I've oh, made a not. lot of games that are not fun. No, oh. <laughs> uh, I, like it's not my. It's my first longer game that's going to wind up with like a, a some publishing in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like I've done I don't know probably seven to ten jam games like things that were done in a weekend or a week. You know, short compressed schedule stuff. And I'm pretty good at making games that aren't fun. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, <man>. <laughs> there's a lot of ideas and not all of them are good and, uh, or, or my execution, you know, it's not always, not always complete. Um, I've had more luck with groups, you know, you get other people on the project and they can fill in where you, you know, where you have holes. Mm. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to make games that aren't fun. And, uh, I've got some experience <laughs> with that. Have you done hackathons? Game jams sound like, uh, hackathons. They are. They're they're basically yeah. a game themed, game development themed hackathon. Okay, um, cool. I've done a little bit of hackathon stuff. Uh, we've got a, a. If you've heard of Code for America, yeah. Um, 
civic coding stuff. We, we have a group in town that's been working for three or four years, I think. And I've come out for, they've had like a, a day or, or a weekend or something where they try to get, spin up a project. Like a, uh, we've got a thing called What's My District, where you put in your address and it tells you what like school district and voting district and I don't know, garbage district and like all these, all these divisions, boundaries that you're inside. Um, that came out of one of those hackathons or, uh, integrating like the, the city's restaurant health scores with Yelp, right? Like creating that pipeline that takes whatever the department of health has as an export, their crazy, you know, spreadsheet or something and creating a pipeline that imports it to, to Yelp. Uh, that came out of a, a hackathon and those right were on. with other people. Uh, one question I wanted to know about, uh, when it comes to interacting with the game, do you like foresee or plan on like, do you have any plans to like, you know, maybe releasing like a deluxe pack, like uh, you pay say uh, $50 or $80 and you get the MIDI controller as well. Like if people really want to go all in or do you just, um, are you just going to be more about, you know, you do it through your keyboard and that sort of thing. Or would like, would you, do you plan on selling like peripherals with it? I think about that constantly. <laughs> uh, there's some precedent for it. There was a game called Panoramical that came out uh, last fall, I think, mm-hmm. or last summer. And that's a game that, that sort of gives you like a landscape with a ton of parameters, um, things for like the way that the landscape is undulating or the precipitation, or it's it's sort of this, uh, it's like a less defined Proteus. Yeah, I, I think it would be really cool to partner with either uh, maybe a company that makes MIDI controllers or a company like like they went with that can do something custom for a small run. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what that would look like. Uh, and then there, there are complications too around like sales tax and stupid accounting business stuff when you actually get into physical goods. <laughs> uh, the part that's... Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's the part that's, like yeah, the part that's not making, fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you're making creation, you're creating something awesome, and then here comes everybody with their suits and numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and their hands out. Yep, yep. It's like gimme, gimme. But yeah, no, I I think it would be incredibly cool to bundle with hardware, um, especially on a small scale. Yeah, I, I could so see that being a a thing because it, you know, like you said, um, like working with the MIDI controller and just having that tactile feel, I think is a pretty cool way. Mm-hmm. And I, I can also see that being almost like a learning tool as well for uh, younger kids that may have an interest in audio production in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I could just easily see because, in my opinion, I think the best way to learn something is definitely hands-on. But if it's even yeah. it's even more, it sticks more for me if I if I get to play with it. If it's something yeah. that's fun and I can play, and it's not so serious, then when I actually get into doing the serious things, it'll be more fun and easier, you know, to just yeah. get go ahead and get that done. And that's just what I in like. Those are the thoughts that came to my head once I saw this in action and everything like that. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's a really cool project. You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. Like, uh, I've gone through some of the DJ training for a local community radio station. Mm-hmm. So I've had time where I've been, you know, with another DJ or something in the booth and, and been managing, keeping CDs running and, and doing voiceover, like announce, back announcing songs and stuff and, and crossfading between CD players and, uh, in that sort of environment, in a station like that, that really is not computerized, like it's it's really about managing CDs and turntables and voice and maybe your laptop that's hooked up. Uh, there's 
there's so much more pressure and tension than even playing playing my game. <laughs> like mm. I've I've talked with DJs, like ex DJs or or people like that at shows and events, and they've said like they get some of the same anxiety from the game, which is good. Like, like I want some some tension. Uh, but it's in my experience, like it's so much worse <laughs> when there's when there's real stakes and when when you're really <laughs> managing a bunch of stuff at once. Mm. Uh, so I I do want to see what I can do to bring some of that in, but I'm not sure I want to go full simulation. <laughs> you know? uh, well, I mean, hey, you never know. No, no, what the future. Yeah, is. you I never mean, know. Yeah, because you know, like you said, if the game does really well in sales and stuff like that, it definitely open up that. Um, that path to uh, something much bigger, yeah. And I, I really hope. Like I, I'm excited for when you actually release this game. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Uh, you know, day one, because uh, awesome. it's just you know. And I would, I'm probably gonna badger everybody else. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. If if Twitch is still around when this is happening, if not, I stream yeah. it on YouTube. I stream it wherever I can. Um, I, I think it will be a fun game to actually show others as well. You know. Awesome. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Um, but um. We are pretty much out of time, so uh, Tim, why don't you tell everyone where they can keep in t- like keep in touch with the progress of the game and keep in touch with you? You know, you know, plug all your media, social outlets, and stuff like that. And you know, yeah, I should get a lot better at that. <laughs> I should okay. be keeping a devlog. I'm not yet, <laughs> um, but uh, the game itself does have a Twitter account. It's DJJ Game for Disc Jockey Jockey Game. And uh, my Twitter is MildMojo. I'm on Twitter. I do Twitter a bunch. If you're not super interested in game stuff, maybe don't follow me. If you are, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Tends to be what I tweet about. And then uh, the website for the game is DiscJockeyJockey.com. And right now, uh, what I have up there is a teaser for the thing, which I'm really proud of. You should go check it out. Uh, and also uh, sign up for like an announce list. So that's something that's like uh, not not a development mailing list, but like when it's getting closer to coming out. Like here's a, I'll give you a shout. All right, cool. Um, also, you know, like I said, guys, girls, whoever's listening to this, you should get this game when it comes out. You should definitely do because it was fun. <laughs> and where can people Thanks. play the demo? Oh man! So right now it's it's early enough that I don't really have it up anywhere. Um, oh, I've been okay. taking kind of I've been talking to people at shows. Yeah, um, and I've been trying to find out like people who are interested in in like if I get to a beta stage or something like sending them a private build to test. Um, but I haven't. I don't really have a sign up process for that right now. Uh, That's okay. Everything yeah. has a beginning. <laughs> in due time yeah. people will follow you and then they'll uh check out the progress cool cool uh then thank you uh for joining us uh, on this episode uh we look forward to see what comes of you know everything that you're doing thanks so much for having me this is the first interview i've had about the game oh great <laughs> nice. won't be uh, the last yes all right, guys, that was our interview with Tim Norton. Is it Norton or Nostrin? No, it's Norton. I got it right. Yes. See? Snolton. Nolton. Yeah. Snolton. Sn- sorry. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> I'm a terrible person, people. But anyway, <laughs> that's why Mickey is on the show, just to correct me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Like I said repeatedly on the episode, I cannot wait. 
for this game to come out. I can't wait for a demo. I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, like, it's so much opportunity there. So many things you can do. Um, and I think, honestly, I think it's like, like I said, it's like a sidestep to an evolution of gaming. And I think that's awesome. Um, if you know what if you know what I mean by that, you know, because the trajectory right now is uh, VR, but I can see this being really cool. Um, as a cool audio only game to have on the go or just sit at home and stuff like that just to do the whole disc jockey thing. What, what, what do you think, Mickey? I agree. And it's got some really great um, audio tracks on there. Uh, the game developer, he's also one of the um, voice characters and he has a great voice and like all the other characters, their voices are really great too. So it's like, it's like soothing to listen to them. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> No, that's that's good. That's really good. But yeah, like I said, people, you know, go to his website, check it out. This Jockey Jockey, um, I think it's as thisjockeyjockey dot com. Um, mm-hmm. The game uh, is not out yet, but yeah. um, it's in development, um, and it's pretty exciting to keep an eye on. And and eventually, it will be on mobile devices as well. Yeah, a, a mobile game. Mm, definitely. Um, but yeah. But guys, don't forget to check out the Pondry Nerdcast on PondryNerds.com and GameRebellion.com. That is our um, home. Um, our podcast home is on GameRebellion.com. So, you know, go over there, check out, uh, check us out, check out the other podcasts that are there, and check out the, the great articles and the community at uh, GameRebellion.com. Uh, you can also find, you know, us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, or wherever you you happen to have, wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, whatever your favorite platform is, you definitely can find us on that. Um, if we can't, let us know so we can add ourselves there because we like to be everywhere. <laughs> and so you can have us everywhere at all times because we're creepy like that. No, we're not creepy like that. I'm just playing. But anyway, we love you for listening. Until next episode, guys, bye for now. Bye.